You're listening to Blood on the Tracks on TMB DOS Radio, a monthly, hour-long exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. Welcome back, everybody, to Blood on the Tracks. I'm your host, Leah Russell, and this is episode 15 of our exploration and celebration of movie soundtracks and scores. And we missed last month's episode. Things just got a little too busy. We're in the middle of summer. You might be able to hear lawnmowers out in the background, even though I've got the windows shut and the fans off, trying to minimize the background noise as much as possible. But nothing's perfect. I don't have a professional sound studio I need to build like a some sort of sound filter for my microphone or just get a better microphone. We'll see which one happens. But till then, we're talking this episode about apocalyptic and dystopian films. So we're going to get some cuts from various films that sort of fit that genre. I collected a list of films so large that I might do two episodes. I was originally going to do just Italian uh, post-apocalyptic films. But there wasn't enough of them, really, to compile a full list. At least the stuff I was finding was either really obscure or hard to find, or it was direct rips on YouTube from somebody recording off an old VHS tape. And you'd have the score with, like, action and dialogue happening in the background, which not too keen on putting that onto a podcast. So uh, I expanded things a little bit, and... I actually had a lot more fun looking for stuff, and it was a little bit more, gave us a little bit more variety, I guess. So we're going to start off here with three selections that are somewhat similar in the fact that uh, two of these films are basically John Carpenter ripoff films, and one of them is a John Carpenter film. Escape from New York from 1981 from John Carpenter, of course, it helped spawn a little subgenre of Italian ripoff films, uh, most notable were the 1990 Bronx Warriors and its sequel, Escape from the Bronx, from 82 and 83. So we're going to look at Bronx 1990 from 1990, the Bronx Warriors from 1982, and this is a Walter uh, Rosati piece. Then we're going to look at Escape Sequence 1 from Escape from the Bronx from 1983, and then we're going to finish off with Escape from New York, the main titles from that from 1981, John Carpenter, and we'll be right back.
1985, we had a very clear, darkly comedic version of a dystopia here in Brazil, directed by Terry Gilliam. I think it's a pretty brilliant little uh, satirical and uh, just kind of a scary movie at the same time. We have two cuts from the soundtrack from this, and we're going to be looking first uh, by Michael Kamen. This is called Central Service, The Office. And then we're going to be looking at the awesome little sort of title track, I guess you can call it, Brazil, from Jeff and Maria Mulder. And then we're going to move on to a clear (laughs) vision of a post-apocalyptic world with two cuts from the 1984 classic The Terminator. We're going to be looking at Reese Dreams of Future Wars, which is just a brief little piece. And then we're going to look at the main title from The Terminator, which is probably one of the more iconic soundtrack title tracks that anyone can think of from at least the sci-fi genre anyway. And these were both done by Brad Fidel. And then we're going to end off with Rock Shop from Robocop from 1987. My friend Kit Powers' favorite film. Watching Robocop with Kit Power, by the way. Cheap plug for a podcast if you're interested in movie commentaries all surrounding Robocop. But this is uh, the Basil Poldoris. I always get his name wrong. I, I remember how to pronounce it correctly, and then the next day I fucking forget it. I'm bad that way. But yeah, Rock Shop. This sort of has the main sort of title track embedded in it, so and stretches it out a little bit more, because if you actually look at the main title track for Robocop, it's only like 45 seconds. So uh, I decided to pick this instead. And yeah, that will bring us to our midpoint in the show, and we'll play some podcast promos, and we'll come back with the second half of the show. Central Services. Will you the book, you do the pleasure.
you ungodly warlock. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17 year olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything Dude, that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at twelve years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch movie. this shit at twelve? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. You can extract the Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, tune in, and on your Android device. Which versus the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. So prepare yourself. The podcast ice is gonna break. There is only one thing a listener of podcasts about film desires. More podcasts. So now that we have that irrefutable truth established, why not give... They must be destroyed on sight! Hey, listen. We do it all. Don't believe us? Here's a series of terms that somewhat describes what we cover. Exploitation. I never try anything. I just do it. Drive in. David Carradine and Claudia Jennings are super warriors. I'm my only master. Cult. John Wayne was a fig. The hell he was! He was too, you boys. Sci-fi. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Drama. Now get the fuck out of here, fervor! Didn't I warn you? That's that. Horror. Here's Johnny. Sex comedies. Jeannie, what makes your father such a sex fiend? Film noir. People lose teeth talking like that. And silent movies. So far, no musicals, however. No, none of those. So check out... They must be destroyed on sight! A semi-regular podcast hosted by Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, and Paul Romali. Find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, and probably other podcatchers we've never heard of. And at our official website, tmbdos.podbean.com. What was the name of that podcast again, Dr. Roche? They must be destroyed on sight! You ungodly warlock! Alright, now we're going to go into five different pieces here. We're going to start off with a little bit of a curveball, although if you think about it, this film is definitely a post-apocalyptic in its themes. You don't really realize that until you see the very end of the film. And, of course, I'm talking about Planet of the Apes from 1968. we got this trippy little title track from Jerry Goldsmith. Then we're going to move on to 1971 with The Omega Man, the Charlton Heston starring adaptation of I Am Legend from Richard Matheson. We're going to look at the 
title theme from that and a cut called Surprise Party. And these were both done by Ron Grainer. Uh, very jazzy sort of uh, soundtrack for the film. Then we're going to go back to some more John Carpenter. Uh, surprise, surprise, the uh, destruction of society sort of keeps coming back thematically in a lot of his films. And we're going to look at Coming to L.A. from They Live from 1988. Um, honestly, I don't like that soundtrack all that much. This is probably the only cut from it I really do like. And he brings back sort of the central uh, little blues riff kind of thing in several other pieces of it, but um, it's probably one of his lesser soundtracks, honestly. Um, then we're going to finish off with The Marauder's Massacre from The Road Warrior from 1981, also known as Mad Max 2, and this is done by Brian May. And once we come back, we will close out the show with uh, a couple more pieces.
close out the show with three tracks that I really like. One of them's really weird. One of them is just off the charts kind of weird compared to everything else on this list. And this would be Santa Maria from Raiders of Atlantis from 1983. This is yet another of those sort of rip-off, escape-from-New-York kind of deal. Sort of. Not quite exactly, but it's within that sort of sphere of influence. But yeah, it's also known as, I think, as uh, Atlantis Interceptors. And uh, there's a couple other titles. It's an Italian cheapy. And this is done by Oliver Onions, which is actually the DeAngelis brothers, who have done just a multitude of great Italian soundtracks. And this is definitely not their usual piece. Uh, under their Oliver Onions banner, they were doing all kinds of weird disco-y kind of tracks. And this is one of them. And all I can say is it's an earworm. It will be with you for weeks and weeks to come. You're welcome, listener. Then we're going to move on to the classic theme from the Arnold Schwarzenegger film, an adaptation of a Stephen King story, The Running Man. And this is uh, Mark Ayer's main theme from that. Then we're going to finish off with one of my favorite post-apocalyptic films, Turbo Kid from 2015. And we're going to look at the uh, original soundtrack version cut of Tequila Sunrise by Lematos. And if you have the whole soundtrack that you can buy off uh, Bandcamp, it's expansive. It's basically two albums. It's pretty brilliant. I like it. I'm not even a big fan necessarily of a lot of electronic music and such, but uh, films like Turbo Kid and Drive and, of course, just basically anything John Carpenter does sort of ticks those boxes for me and I can appreciate it. So uh, this is not my favorite version of Tequila Sunrise. The other one's about five minutes, but... I didn't want to go overboard on our self-imposed hour time limit here, so I decided to pick the shorter version this time. Again, I don't know if there's going to be a part two to this. We'll see. I'll let you guys know on the Facebook page for They Must Be Destroyed on site. Uh, You should go there and find out what's coming up on that podcast and this podcast and any other podcasting things that I tend to do. But until then, uh, I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Blood on the Tracks. For other episodes of this program, as well as episodes of our main podcast, They Must Be Destroyed on Site, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.